Welcome to Gear Up with Gear Experts, Episode 7, Rescue. Gear Up with Gear Experts is a bi-weekly show hosted by me, John Medina, and my colleague, Alex Giddings. The show is for at-height workers, industry, and construction, and is brought to you and produced by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. This episode's theme is rescue. While we'd all like to believe that rescue situations will never happen for us, unfortunately, mistakes or freak accidents can happen. Being properly prepared for a rescue situation is an important part of job site safety. Today, we're proud to have gear expert Tyler Nelson as our guest in the studio. Tyler has been with GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply for just over five years and is a regional sales manager. Tyler, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey here at GME and Columbia Safety? Sure. Uh, yeah, I've been here a little over five years now. Um, when I came into it, I was, I was very much a novice. Uh, it's was able to work with my customers and kind of let them teach me the ropes while training with my uh, superiors. Moving forward, I was able to kind of as the months went on and on, learn a little bit more, a little bit more, um, get some great training with a lot of the vendors that we have. I was able to go to Petzl Dealer Camp just last year. Through all of that training, it's helped me to become a gear expert. I'm the regional sales manager here at GME Supply. Uh, I deal with the Southeast. Basically, I have Alabama, uh, over to South Carolina, down through Florida, Puerto Rico. I get to travel to Atlanta, Georgia a lot because we have another location over there which gives me the opportunity to get out in the field and work with my customers some and go and see where they do their business out of and answer questions they have while we're face to face and really uh, get the chance to get to know my customers and see what they're going through and how they get ready for their day and uh, gives me a good insight on what I'm doing for them. I think it's nice that as a sales manager you're not just a guy behind a phone or behind an email address. You actually get to go to locations and meet with your customers. I think that adds a level of another level to that gear expert that, yeah, this person knows what they're talking about, but also if you're in that area, you can meet them and actually build that relationship with them. Yeah, and that's that's a focus that I know all of our uh, account managers regardless of their region, that's a focus that they have is to get out into the field, visit their customers, see their job sites, see their facilities, meet them face to face, and and really build that relationship that helps everyone be confident from our end to make sure that they know who their customer is and have that personal relationship. And also for the customer to be able to rely on our gear experts to make sure that they're getting all the right gear when they need it, where they need it, that kind of thing. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're actually going to be talking about rescue. Um, And Tyler, we're happy to have you here in the studio to talk about it. So let's get to the fun part, the questions. Um, Tyler, what are some key pieces of equipment that should be in every rescue kit? Most of your basic rescue kits are going to need uh, a certain amount of equipment. You're going to have to have uh, basically your your rope, which is usually a Kermantle rope. Uh, You're going to have to have a rope bag, obviously, to put it in. You're going to need a descender. You're going to need a pickoff strap or system, uh, whether it be any type of pickoff system. You're going to need anchor loop slings, and then you're going to just need some of your basic carabiners. Awesome. So that's some of the basic stuff, but we know that every rescue situation is a little bit different, which means that some of the equipment required might be a little bit different too. What can someone do to ensure that they have the equipment they need when they're, they need it? Because when a rescue situation comes up, you don't have time to go shop for the stuff you need. You need it to already be there and be ready. Uh, definitely. I'd say uh, 
for starters, the most important thing, uh, make sure everyone in your company, anyone that's going to go out has an idea and or most importantly that they understand the rescue plan. And then from there, you, you definitely need to make sure that you have a dedicated locked down rescue kit on the truck. One that no one's going to pull anything from. Uh, this kit is dedicated for rescue, rescue only. You put certain color rope in there. You know that these carabiners are only going to be in there for the rescue kit. And this just doesn't get messed with unless it's time to check it at the end of the year or time to use it. Uh, I would also make sure that everyone there knows that day the scope of work that's being performed. So whenever you get together in the morning and you're going over your job site analysis and you're having your safety briefing and you're talking about the work for the day, you're able to mention the scope of that work and make sure that everybody knows what would need to happen in a rescue situation. Cool, yeah, and one of the things that I know our rope bags, nice feature that people like, is the fact that they have two loops that you can actually put a zip tie on, essentially use a lockout tagout system. So once the kit's assembled, you know as long as that zip tie or whatever you use isn't broken, that everything you need for the rescue situation is there. But not only do different rescues require different equipment, but it sounds like there may be some best practices on how to perform the type of rescue using that equipment. Um, what type of solutions in terms of training and uh, different courses are available to make sure that those crews are in the position to successfully and safely perform a rescue? Sure, there's uh, classes that can be taken. The important ones would be uh, a competent rescue class. Then they also have a competent rescue train the trainer type classes. And this is where you go in and you deal with a, a company that specializes in training your guys or the guy that you're gonna have train your guys on how to perform these different types of rescues and these rescue situations uh, to make sure that you're ready to go if and when you ever need it. Another important thing to do is to make sure that anytime you change something in that rescue kit that you're taking the time out to retrain every employee on the new item brought in to that rescue kit. So if, you've, if you change an item to the, the newer item or to a different manufacturer's item, you know, if it still, you know, essentially functions the same, it's still important to go ahead and train everyone on it and let them know how it works so that when it comes down to that moment, they're ready to execute the plan. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because when a rescue situation arises, you need to be able to make decisions fast and you need to be able to execute fairly quickly as well because somebody's life could literally be on, on the line. So not having to try to figure out, oh, this piece is new, how exactly does it work? Not having to worry about that's a good thing. Well, and the other thing is, I think, beyond just going through the training once every two years or however often your cert expires is kind of an ongoing practice or review of techniques or, you know, the, the best practices. And one of the things that I know uh, we have as a resource is our YouTube channel where we have um, a walkthrough of a typical pickoff rescue and we have a lot of gear overviews and that sort of thing, as well as our knowledge base uh, at gmesupply.com or colsafety.com slash learn, where you can see a lot of uh, different documents that we've created to uh, go over best practices, regulations, that sort of thing. So that's something that is available to our customers for review as a resource to continue education and training. Exactly, Alex. And 
So talking about the training kind of got me thinking a little bit about equipment again. So let's go back to that for just a second. So it sounds like an average kit has quite a few different components. And I know that some of those need to be compatible with each other to work effectively. And most safety managers or crew leads or the, the business owner or whoever's going through and building those kits, they don't have hours and hours and hours to spend sourcing the equipment, making sure everything works together. So what are some resources that they can take advantage of that we provide to help speed up that process? One of the things that we have, obviously our website, you can go on our website and look up rescue kits. Uh, it'll give you a breakdown of what's in it. Uh, if, if you've received a catalog, uh, they're in the catalog as well. It uh, tells you the items listed in the kit. Uh, a, a really big resource is to reach out to us, um, the regional sales managers and uh, the, the gear experts here at GME Supply, and we can explain to you why these, kit, why these items in each kit need to be compatible and which ones are compatible and how it all works together to function as a kit. Another resource would be to reach out to the, the company that you did the training with, um, your rescue classes, and ask them any questions that you may have or, or why an item needs to be paired with another item. Uh, again, like I said earlier, the, uh, a huge resource that we have is all of us sitting there, uh, able to answer a phone call at any time, answer an email at any time. And if you don't have the ability to reach out and talk to certain people, we always do. And if there's a question that even if we don't know it at that time, it's just a phone call away to get it answered, an email away to get it answered and have it back to you so that you can be very confident whenever you are going out for the day that your guys are going to be as safe as they can possibly be. Yeah, Tyler. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about rescue. But we do have one last question for you before we let you go. If someone that was in the southeast region wanted to reach out to you to talk about rescue kits or training, how can they get in contact with you? Uh, they could always call me direct, 573-283-8105, or they can email me. It's just tyler at gmesupply.com. If you're outside of the southeast part of the United States, you can always call 718-210-3913. A member of our customer service team will answer. Uh, they can speak with you, or you can ask to be transferred to one of us, and we'll get you, or they'll get you over to someone that can help you out. Awesome. Thanks, Tyler. We'd also like to remind listeners that you can chat with our customer service reps by going to gmesupply.com and clicking on the click here to chat button in the lower right hand corner. Now it's time to move on to our weekly insight. Tyler Nelson just dropped some knowledge bombs about rescue equipment and training, and this week we're going to dive a little deeper into an important part of most rescue kits, a descender. Alex, let's break down the ANSI standard for descent devices. Sure, John. So let's start with the basics. The ANSI standard for descent devices is ANSI Z359.4-2013. It outlines the safety requirements for assisted rescue and self-rescue systems, subsystems, and components. Also, it's important to note that while the title doesn't actually say anything about descent devices, the scope of the standard does, and the standard is for rescue only and does not cover work positioning. Yeah, exactly, John. So the standard is broken down into further subsections. This is where you will see information related to descenders. So section 3.2.7.1 covers descent energy and capacity for both single and multiple use devices. Section 3.2.7.2 looks at descent speed. This sets requirements for the maximum distance that you can lower yourself 
And as a reference for popular devices such as the Petzl ID uh, or the Westfall Pro D4 Descender for 716-inch rope, the maximum descent speed is 6.6 .6 feet per second. Section 3.2.7.3 covers static strength. Static strength is defined as a singular force being put on the device. Think of this as a constant rate of force, similar to holding and maintaining a load. Section 3.2.7.4 covers dynamic strength. So dynamic strength is defined as a peak force being put on the device. This would be like a sudden shock force, similar to the force that is exerted in the event of a fall. And the final section, 3.2.7.5, covers the general function of the device. This is where features like anti-panic come into play. If excessive force is applied, or if you let go of the device completely, uh, the device should halt the descent within six inches. So we just covered a lot of info. If you want to rewind, luckily, since this is a podcast, you have the glory to do that. Otherwise, we'll have notes about everything we covered on our website. So you can head on over to gearexperts.com episode 7 and check out the complete show notes, which will have links and descriptions about all of these standards. April is a busy month for us. We're actually attending two trade shows at the end of the month. So from April 24th to 25th, we'll be up north with our friends in Montreal, Quebec, attending Stack. And if you find yourself in the area, be sure to stop by our booth and say hi. For those of you that aren't heading up north, at the same time, we are sending a team of gear experts out to Charlotte, North Carolina from April 24th through the 26th to attend SIA. So if you're in that area, come by and say hi to us there as well. Yeah, and a couple of fun things. So at Stack, we'll have our resident Canadian, Jean Lamond, up there. So you can say hi to him. And I believe I will actually be at SIA at the Steel Erectors Association show. So you can come by and see me in person. Awesome. We talked a lot about rescue in this episode. This show is meant to be fun, entertaining, and informative, and is not intended to replace proper in-depth training. Manufacturer's instructions must also be followed and reviewed before any fall protection equipment is used, and proper training should be received before operating any equipment or before climbing. We'd like to hear from you about why you climb. Email us a voice message at gearup at gearexperts.com about why you climb and what climbing means to you for a chance to be featured on the show, and win some swag, of course. We hope you had fun and found a lot of value in today's episode. You can find more information and detailed show notes at gearexperts.com episode 7. Get social with us at Gear Experts Show and at GME Supply and COL Safety on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Gear Up with Gear Experts is available on all major podcast listening platforms. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show. We really appreciate it. And don't forget to tell your friends, too. If you've got a few extra seconds to drop a rating and review in iTunes and let us know how we're doing, that'd be awesome. Gear Up with Gear Experts is presented, produced, and edited by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. Your hosts are Alex Giddings and John Medina. And until next time, climb higher.